Hello, welcome to Aussie Tells All, episode 79. Welcome, Scott, to uh, the football game against the Cougars and against the Michigan State Spartans. Thank you again for having me on, Oz. Absolutely. We talked. We previewed the Apple Cup. Um, Cougars did did fall, and then they lost to Michigan State. Um, your thoughts on those two games there overall? Obviously not the way you want to end a season. You'd, you'd like to get uh... – I guess your whole goal going into a season is to not only win a majority of your games, but beat your rival and then win a bowl game. And so when you don't, uh, when you don't beat your rival or, uh, or win your bowl game, um, you know, even though you have nine wins, uh, it's, it's a little bittersweet. Yes, absolutely. Now, what were your, what, what, what a blow was it to see Luke Falk out as senior in his final game as a leader? It was, it was really tough because when you, when you have somebody that puts that much time and effort into the program, you want to be able to see them kind of ride out into the sunset on their own terms. And, and obviously, since he's been playing this entire season, apparently, uh, with a broken wrist um, wow. that he suffered in that Boise State game, it's, uh, mm. you know, kind of lends a little context there. But, um, and I guess that's the frustrating part as a, just a, a casual fan. You want to be able to, to know when people are injured, but I guess we really have no uh, control over that. I mean, there's nothing that we could have done other than the fact that yeah. it says, well, Luke has a broken wrist. Maybe that's why he didn't play well in some games, or maybe he's been thinking about that. He's a little gun shy. Who knows? But, um, yeah, I would have liked to have seen him go out on top. But with that being said, though, if he played on wrist the whole year almost, um, how tough it, how, he's a pretty tough guy then. He's a very tough guy. And, you know, he, I think uh, we, we talked about a couple of different times of this season, Oz, that we, uh, you know, he's, he's not the most fleet of foot. He takes too many <laughs> hits and he gets pounded around there. But, um, I mean, he, he kept playing the entire time without complaining about it. I mean, he could have come out in the, in the media and said at any point, you know, I'm battling this broken wrist, but he didn't. He didn't use that as an excuse. So, um, yeah, tough guy for sure. Absolutely. Now, how big of a factor was Hercules not in the first half out there in the first half against the Michigan State um, Spartans? I think it was. A, I think it was a, a factor. I don't know if it was a big factor, just because it just it looked like they were out outmanned at a, at a bunch of different positions. I mean, it wasn't just that defensive tackle spot. Uh, couldn't really do much of anything. Uh, and I think the majority of the issues were on the offensive side of the ball, uh, not being able to pick up first downs, trying to, you know, stretch the field too too often. And then, you know, when they did try to throw those short passes, you just covered them up. So there really wasn't anything defensively I think they necessarily could have uh, improved upon. They, they, they did play uh, – I, I thought they played hard on the defensive side of the ball, but – offensively there just wasn't anything there so you whenever you're putting your defense back on the field giving them short fields and all that kind of stuff it's just never uh, never what you want not not ideal no absolutely absolutely now there, there's been a lot of, of chatter around college football recently that they need college needs to rethink the targeting rule do you think uh you're doing that I don't know what to think about that, honestly, uh, Oz, because, you know, targeting is obviously meant to take the spearing aspect out of it. And, and that's mm -hmm. and that's cool. But I think there's so many times that we look at things in super slow motion um, and we say, oh, gosh, you know, he dipped his head just a little bit. Well, maybe the running back kind of helped him, you know, with that. Maybe he was aiming yeah. for his chest, but the running back ducked a little bit and you have that head to head contact or it's just there's so many things that replay has slowed the game down at. Um, and I mm -hmm. think that there's so much of a concern about the head trauma and all that. Um, it, it's, 
probably it's probably not going to go anywhere soon because you know the of all this uh, of all the issues with concussions. So I don't necessarily like the slowed down aspect, and I and I do think that there are sometimes where they uh, you know it not only does it slow down the game, but I think that uh, there's so many things that look worse just because of physicality of the game. So then mm-hmm. they throw the flag, and then they have to spend a couple minutes reviewing it. So I'm not a huge fan, but I understand why they do it. Yeah, I've seen quite a few games where they like it's questionable at best and they throw a guy out for targeting right yeah exactly and then he has to miss the next half of the football game and you know just kind of yeah it's it's unfortunate but at the same time you kind of understand where they're coming from yeah go caution you know caution i guess that's right that um now do you think that mike leach and inka wrench fishing the jobs took away focus for the game uh planning for against spartans I don't know if it was them looking at other jobs that took away from it. I think there's been a repeated pattern of uh, of not beca- being prepared for the Apple Cup, you know, losing five in a row and and you know, Leach only winning one of his uh, uh one of his going one and three in bowl games. I mean, I think mm-hmm. there's there's something that needs to change in terms of the preparation that um, that is just missing right now. So you can you can point to those things and say, well, the defensive players were focusing because they knew Alex Grinch was going to be going to Ohio State or yeah. Leach to Tennessee. It just, but it, it comes down to getting the guys ready to to compete. And, and obviously, in the bowl game, you know, Oz, it it, it doesn't help not having your your uh, Pac-12 uh, all-time leader, leading quarterback, and then two yeah. of, two of your top receivers, and then Morrow gets hurt, and you know, there, mm-hmm. there's just so many things offensively that went wrong, and you know, defensively they were kind of a mess too. They couldn't stop the run, and um, so yeah, there's there might be something to that, but I don't know that it played that big of a factor. All right, all right. Um... In your opinion, um, what was the difference in this game against the Spartans? I just think that we got uh, out physical. I mean, you, you, whenever you think about a Big Ten team, you think, okay, they're going to pound the football and they're going to play tough defense. And that's exactly what Michigan State was. You know, we're not playing uh, Air Force or, you know, Wyoming. It's th- these guys are, these guys are, are uh, most likely more talented. I mean, there's not many teams in a Power Five conference that are going to have less talent than WSU. Um, just right. from a from a recruiting angle and, and stuff, you, your, your ones might be able to go up against the ones pretty well, but whenever you get in those depth situations, you're going to have to be, um, you know, fighting that uh, talent gap a little bit. So, it's, I think it was just a physical toughness across the board. And then obviously they had a better game plan. For sure. Now, not but WSU didn't have many highlights in this game, but um, how good was it to see the Morrow catch over the shoulder on the sideline? That was, uh, that was good. And I, I, uh, there, there were only, <laughs> it's, it's tough for me to, 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 you know, recall too many of those highlight plays right. <laughs> necessarily. Um, like two. Yeah, yeah, there really was. And, and that, yeah. uh, and, you know, you get, get a late touchdown, but, um, you know, it was, it was good to see the, those guys have been making plays all year. Uh, and I was glad that they at least got a couple, but, um, you know, you'd, you'd kind of hope for more. Yes. Now, what do you think of Alex Grinch headed to Iowa State to go for for better patches? I guess you would say. Yeah, d- difficult to blame him for wanting to go back home. I, I believe he's an Ohio kid, and and yeah. uh, if that's his dream job to to kind of work his way up, and you know, you think about taking a backward step, going from a defensive coordinator to just becoming an assistant again. But 
there's so many, uh, there's so few of those opportunities out there with an Ohio state, with a Florida job or Oklahoma, you know, you, you've got to be able to get in those, in those places. And with Greg Schiano takes another head coaching job somewhere else or goes to another school or goes back to the NFL, uh, you know, he's kind of primed himself to take the, take over that Ohio state defensive coordinator spot. And, and realistically, if you do well at, at WSU as a defensive coordinator, you might either get a head coaching job at a smaller school or something like that. But if you're a, if you're an assistant coach at Ohio State, uh, then you get those bigger schools calling and, uh, you know, those power, power five schools calling and um, it might be a, a, a move up for him. Who knows? And apparently he turned down Alabama. So it's pretty heady stuff there. Well, you know, I guess that's the whole thing is if uh, I think Nick Saban, you know, you got to be able to work for him and, and want to work <laughs> for him. And, uh, right. <laughs> you know, you see uh, Sarkeesian and Lane Kiffin and all these guys and Jeremy Pruitt and all, all those uh, former assistants, they're typically there for a year or two and they take their yeah. head, head job somewhere else. So I'm sure he could have done that, but, um, yep. you know, more power to him for wanting to go home. Absolutely. Um, now, What's about the title game against Ohio State and um, and uh, Alabama? No, yeah, Alabama, Ohio State. Yeah. Um, the the the. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, it was Georgia. It I'm sorry, it was Georgia. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I'm not gonna lie to you, Oz. Uh, I was on the road that day, and I my, oh, I made right. I made it a point to not uh, to not watch, <laughs> but the, but the highlights I did see were were pretty um, you know pre- pretty impressive, and for Alabama to have as much um, talent as they do that was injured. Uh, yeah. They, I mean, they had basically a fight on the sidelines. A guy punched a guy, another guy on the oh. field. It's just they, there was so yeah. there's so much turmoil. But the, just, I guess that speaks to the greatness of uh, of Nick Saban that he can kind of navigate all that and still come out with a victory. Obviously, he needed a lot of help. And uh, you think that court, that kicker at the end of regulation when he uh, <laughs> pulled it pulled it left, you think, okay, they're in yeah. the tank now. George is yeah. probably going to go score a touchdown. But when they only got a field goal, uh, and then Tua took that sack in overtime, yeah. you think. Gosh, uh, you think the game's over at that point? That that um, that kid though too. He looks pretty legit. He lo- he's a he. He looks like a, a Russell Wilson protege. Yeah. I mean, he's just he's yeah. kind of that back backyard style of football. Run around, make something happen, and then just chuck it. So he he throws the football well too. Oh yeah. Now, do you think the Pac-12, as of right now, has the best couple of coaches right now in the country right now, as far as as far as name wise, I think yes. If you go name wise, I think they're they're right there. Yeah, I think name name recognition wise, absolutely. But you look mm-hmm. at the product on the field and, and just the way that they competed <laughs> in, in these last bowl games, um, it's really tough. One to and say. seven, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and of course, if you bring in a Herm Edwards, and uh, I'm not, I, I don't know if Arizona's already hired their guy or not, but firing Rich Rod, and we'll see what happens yeah. there. But um, you know, they, they, there's a lot of talented uh, talented coaches, but. Um, hopefully you can see it on a national stage and um, yeah. I'd just like to see a better showing from the PAC 12 and that, and, and as much as it you know, pains me to say, uh, you know, if, if UW would have uh, beaten Penn state or USC yeah. wins there beats Ohio state, you know, I think that looks a little bit better for the conference, but yeah. um, you know, it is what it is. Yes. I have two questions from Matt Schumann. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> We'll see how you think about these ones here. So first one I have is uh, Mike Leach. It's one in three in bowl games at WSU. Do you think that's acceptable? 
I, I, to be honest with you, the the one and three in bowl games isn't as uh, upsetting as the one and five in Apple Cups. I think okay. there's a there's something that's that's missing there, and I think that just treating it like another game um, is uh, is I think the most disappointing part from a from a fan perspective when you when you think about the the history of of UW and WSU and the fact that you know UW calls WSU the little brother and there's, <laughs> there's, you know, there's a whole bunch of uh, history there. So you, you want to have your head coach have more invested in that. Um, yeah. But, you know, you, you lose to Minnesota and you lose to yeah. uh, Michigan state and uh, Colorado state all the way back in the New Mexico bowl. I think that's, uh, those are tough to get by, especially since yeah. you, you could have beaten both Minnesota and, uh, and Colorado state. I, I think that we were always, we, if Luke didn't play and if our top two receivers decided to transfer, before the game and the injuries that took place, I think we're, we've been always doomed against Michigan state. So. Absolutely. Now, what are your thoughts on those guys leaving the program? I, you know, I, I have nothing against them. Obviously I think, yeah. uh, um, you know, Tavares Martin, uh, he's, he's had, uh, he's had a history with, um, you know, the, I guess disciplinary issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and to be, I, I don't know the guy personally, so I can't really yeah. judge one way or the other, but, um, you know, if he's, if he's got to go somewhere else, that's fine. And, and, uh, um, with, uh, Isaiah Johnson, Mac, uh, having, uh, having a young, young child at home, I, I mm-hmm. think he wanted to be closer to him. So, um, gotcha. more, more power to him, man. You got to take care of family first. And, and he, he already moved across country. I mean, going to Washington state is as far as from, <laughs> from Florida as you can get. So, Absolutely. Yeah. you know, he, he's got to do him. So n- more power to him. All right. Um, Part two for um, Mr. Schumann. Um, in one word, how would you describe Tigger season this year? I would say the one word is meh. Uh, <laughs> and, and, I, <laughs> and I say that because you, you never want to shoo away uh, eight, nine, ten win seasons. Um, but the fact that you started six and oh, and then you go yeah. three and four down the stretch is kind of disappointing. But, you know, I, I, I think. Uh, the, the the history books will show nine wins and that's what we'll we'll say but i think if you if you either win the bowl game against uh another big time program or you beat, you win the apple cup and then you go to the uh, pac 12 championship game i think that looks a lot better so i'll say i'll stick with my answer of meh all right this is for me now okay um, from here on out they are for me um now is Gus Johnson your favorite announcer? Bring so much passion to the to the broadcast. Easily, easily my favorite announcer because he just yeah, like you say, passion. But he he has a flair for making the big moment <laughs> even bigger. And yeah. I I usually just prefer him on on basketball games, but you know, I've come mm-hmm. to appreciate him on football game, and especially if he's not doing the, the March Madness um, stuff anymore. It's it really is a shame because. I mean, nothing. Nothing make, gets me more excited than uh, the nine o'clock game for Ohio State. <laughs> Ohio State and Xavier and Gus Johnson yeah. on the call. You know what I mean? It's just like yeah. that's what you live for. <laughs> Absolutely, I love Gus. Yeah. And um, now it's kind of sad here. Um, just your initial thoughts on WSU. Only got only lead was only a field goal, and after that they were down the rest of the game pretty much. Yeah, I I thought they uh, thought they were going to march down and score a score a touchdown, settled for three, and then it just kind of seemed like for whatever reason uh, we couldn't get anything going after that. So yeah, obviously it was very sad. Uh, and I was uh, just watching, kind of just it was like a slow death at that point. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know they they score some touchdowns, get some uh, get some momentum, and it, it just buried us. Yeah. Um. Now, with that being said, um, how good is Michigan State's uh, defense? Obviously, very good. I mean, they they uh, um, 
they've won double digit games uh however many years in the last 20 um and uh their their coach is amazing uh he's he always gets the guys uh uh ready to play uh turn their mm-hmm. season around i think they started with a couple losses and then just you know, turned it out turned it around after that and ended the season very on a high note so um you know they're just they're a bunch of uh grown men over there yeah um now what do you think of the college bowl system and could they be cut down or is it all about the money Oh, it's definitely all about the money. But the thing that irritates me is that they could even make more money if they went to eight teams. Yeah. And, you know, it, the the biggest travesty in all of this is that they say we can't add another game because the players need to be in class. Well, that's not that's just simply not true. <laughs> and there's, you know, the, yeah. the schools make millions and millions of dollars off these things and, and the conferences do and TV contracts and all that kind of stuff. And it just it kind of blows me away that they're so short sighted that. Um, the difference uh, between one and eight um, versus one and four, I, I think that they could add uh, so much more drama and flair to it. And, you know, the smaller games too, I, I don't think a, a six win Mac team versus mm-hmm. a, you know, seven win Sunbelt team is, <laughs> is so right. I think you, I think you have to, if you were to redo the, the bowls, uh, maybe make it a minimum of eight wins to be able to get there. And uh, and then take a top eight, top sixteen, and, and just make a tournament about it. So that's kind of the way I feel. Short, get rid of the you know the the Scott toilet paper bowl and uh, <laughs> and and get me more Rose Bowl. Absolutely. Um, now Michigan State um, twenty one to three at halftime. They had a back to back three back to back to back long long drive spots on the first half. They're twenty one three at half. I think the defense was just on the field too much, and they once they once they kind of exploited our our, our weakness and not being able to stop the run and uh, you know kind of a, a smaller defensive line for whatever reason they just you know they they did their job and they just kept pounding so we we couldn't adjust and and it seemed like uh, um, you know it's it's easy to think that Grinch is on is has a has one foot out the door um, when when that yeah. happens because of all the reports but. Mm-hmm. I, I just think that our guys weren't ready to weren't ready to go weren't uh, weren't available either mentally or physically so just kind of got pushed around. All right, I got two more from Matt Schumann here. Um, where does Luke Falk rank on your list of all time great Cougs? I'd like to give it a season or two to kind of get past and just uh, you know look back and recognize how good he was. I think mm-hmm. he's obviously in that top four to five quarterbacks. I mean, it's tough to put him ahead of Gesser because Gesser mm-hmm. took us to a Rose Bowl. Tough to put him in front of Leaf because Leaf was, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, I think number three in the Heisman voting or, or whatnot. And that uh, yeah. you're with Peyton Manning and, and Charles Woodson. Uh, and then you have Bledsoe, who was the number one overall pick. So, um, yeah. you know, you could put him four right now. But um, yeah. just in terms of his statistical prowess, I think you, you, he's he's definitely a part of that conversation. But like I say, over time, numbers get better. And, yeah. and wins, you know, being the all-time leader in wins at the school, you know, means a lot too. So I just – let's give it some breathing room. But, yeah, he's he's definitely a part of that conversation. Um, yeah, who is your number one kook of all time? Is it Gesser or is it Bledsoe? Oh, are we talking quarterbacks or anybody? Any your all time cougar? My all time cougar has got to be Will Durding. I think. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, nothing. Okay. Nothing says. Nothing says. Uh, yeah, nothing says underdog quite like being from Okanagan and not having a, <laughs> not having a telephone for people to recruit you. You know, it's like really. <laughs> yeah, wow. no, he just he had uh, he would huh. he was a two star coming out of high school and from from little old Okanagan and um, you know just showed up on campus and then his first game against Nevada had three interceptions and took one back yeah. for a touchdown. So. 
He was, I think he's just like the all-time grittiest person um, uh, that WSU's uh, had at least played that big of a role. So he's, he's my favorite. There you go. Um, lunch bug guy, just like yourself there. <laughs> <laughs> this is the last thing I have from, from Matt, I think, I believe. Um, would you trade Mike Leach for Mike Price? Oh gosh! It well, my, my, are we talking Mike Price from now or, or back the, in the day? On, on the field, um, coaching. You know what? I, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna say Mike Price because he yeah. put an emphasis on the Apple Cup, and and Mike Mike couldn't Mike Price couldn't uh, didn't get as many of the big time recruits. He relied a lot on junior college guys. Uh, back in the day, and Leon Bender, and and, and all that good stuff. But um, yeah, I, so I would say Price because he actually put an emphasis on the Apple Cup and, and knew when it was really important to the school. And obviously, that victory in Seattle um, yeah. against your boy Brock, I think uh, that in '97, <laughs> yeah. I think that was that was huge. Right. Yeah. 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 Yep. Uh, <laughs> 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 but um, I want to say thank you for the Five Guys Burger. It was really good. Um, how would you rate your, your experience um, at Five Guys? Five, weeks ago? I would say Five Guys, five stars. So it was yeah. uh, it was it was good a good experience burger wise. Always good to see you, Oz. You know it's it's, oh, yeah. uh, it's been too long, um, yeah. but you know I I always pay off my bets. So yeah. I, I'm glad that we we bet a burger and and I'm willing to to do that same thing with you um, for for next Apple Cup already, Oz. I can't wait. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, I can't. I we can't have six UW victories in a row. So I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna get that burger one of these days. I promise. Well, yeah. yeah. It's scary. It's scary because like, the future's bright. UW right now. It's 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 bright as a star. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, we need to, if you, if we're talking recruiting here, and I don't know if you if yeah. you want to get into recruiting at all, but well, yeah, we, you guys have. We a, will later on. Yeah. Okay. For sure. Yep. Absolutely. Um, now. Back to the game here. The botched handoff leads to a, a lost fumble for the Cougars. Your thoughts on that play? Just a, it's just been, I don't know. That like the whole game just felt off, and and from the yeah. very beginning, and and not seeing Luke out there, um, I, I just I don't know if that was just a mental thing that we couldn't get out of our own way. So, um, yeah. you know, we, we we've kind of had some some weird botched handoffs and you know shuffle passes that have gone for interceptions, and it's just. There, there's some weird things that have kind of happened in that backfield that normally doesn't happen. And I don't know if it's yeah. just because uh, Leach more focuses on the passing game than, than actually working on the running game so much, but uh, I, I don't know what that, what that was all about. Yeah. What were we thinking when the huge collision they had and then both guys were down for a long time? Uh, obviously very, very scary uh, when you see guys laying on the ground for, for long periods of time and, um, having uh having played football uh when you get your can you, when you get your bell rung or you get your knee taken out it's it's really scary and uh so i i always just hope for the best when when things like that happen it's i mean football is a scary sport yeah sure is um now favorite favorite thing we talked about all year was shovel pass since had a nice shovel pass for a six-yard game so, <laughs> pass being, being there for one time one more time the game the game Jeez. Shovel pass. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I, we had high hopes, man. We had high hopes yeah. early on for that shovel pass. And when we, when, uh, yeah. when, they, when Morrow took at the distance and beat USC right. and all that kind of stuff, it was really cool. But yeah, as the year wore on, I think it was the, Didn't the, the do cur- well. yeah, we cursed it. We cursed it for sure. I, I felt terrible about that. <laughs> I, I really do. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure you do from, from the comfort of your couch, for sure. <laughs> yeah, or chair, whatever. Yeah. 
yes. Um, now, this was a very interesting play. Glinski to Martin touchdown, but Martin got spotted for taunting down 28 points. Thoughts on him doing that down 28 points that time? Well, Tay Martin, being a freshman, um, you know, I think he'll he'll learn to keep his mouth shut a little bit, hopefully learn um, learn from that mistake. But, yeah. uh, you know, the future is bright for, for him and Renard Bell and, and – uh, and all those guys, uh, all those freshmen that came in uh, this year, Jameer Calvin uh, was another one. I mean, yeah, there's a lot to learn. And those guys were kind of thrust into the spotlight because, like I say, you know, the, when your top two receivers transfer before the bowl game, you, you're going to get those guys to um, get more opportunity for sure. Yes, a couple of the ones I have here. Uh, now, we're, we're an incredible catch by uh, Martin, but they call it back on a questionable PI call. Your thoughts on that PI call they call back? Yeah, I'm I'm so over – offensive and defensive pass interference and and i i guess it works both ways and you need to call things uh you know that play specifically i'm I'm trying to to pull from my memory bank i've deleted most of that game in my head ozzy yeah Uh, as as you can expect um but you know i i think there's there's uh there's ticky tack things that get called and then there's uh egregious things that don't get called so officiating is is always kind of a hot button topic for sure Yes, and Cougars fall forty-two to seventeen. Um, now, what do you think about the Helinski throws another pick fourth quarter? That's kind of a game. It was for the Cougars all game long. So a lot of picks. Yeah, there's a there's a thing about Helinski that I really like that he's willing to take chances. Uh, but then mm-hmm. then there's also the the side of the football that you don't see is which you know you, you don't want a lot of interceptions. And I think Connor Halliday in his uh, Sophomore season, I'm, just, I'm trying to remember for his sophomore or junior season threw over like yeah. I think it was 20 interceptions or something like that, 22 wow. interceptions, and and that's just too many turnovers to have, especially when you're expecting your defense to hopefully get some turnovers and get off the field. So um, you know you, you you never want to see that many turnovers. You hopefully have less than than 10 interceptions uh, if you can uh, if you can have that, but you're going to have a game or two where you have two or three. And he had a he had a, a multiple interception game against Arizona when he came in to replace Luke earlier this year. So hopefully he cleans that up. Uh, who knows what the quarterback situation is going to hold for the future? Whether it's him <laughs> or Connor Neville who redshirted this year, or, okay. um, or even Cam Cooper next year. Are they four stars or three star guys? Uh, Connor Neville last year uh, was a three star guy. I think he start, initially started out as a four star guy. He was uh, okay. around number tw- around twentieth in the country in terms of uh, um, you know being a, a pro style quarterback coming out of high school. Okay, now I have a two part um, question I have for you, recruiting wise. So part one of it is, what does a loss like this do for recruiting? It's uh, man from from a thirty three year old man's perspective. I don't know what it does because yeah. I am not. Uh, I, I think back to when I was eighteen and figuring out what what I liked about specific colleges, or if I were yeah. to ever be recruited, what I would look for. And right. it's totally different from what these guys do. I see Oregon's uniforms, and I think they're incredibly ugly. But yep. for whatever reason, kids think that those are awesome. <laughs> you know, like. Yeah. Uh, and then I see a LeVar Ball who just says what he wants and people, mm-hmm. you know, people hate him. But then yeah. all the kids, they tune into a basketball game in Lithuania because they love yeah. LeVar Ball. So I, I don't know what they're thinking. Um, yeah. Hopefully it just shows that, you know, they, they're looking at their specific position and saying, oh, you know, I might be able to do better than that. Or I could at least come in and compete right away as a freshman. So there's a lot of playing time issues there, too. All right. Um, also, how did how did WSU do in the early signing period? Not pretty well. I think they had uh, 19 signed letters of intent, um, had a couple four stars. 
mm-hmm. taking a look at the, their skill positions. You, you got to like what you uh, what you got there. You got a running back who chose WSU over Stanford, uh, Max right. Borgie. So I'm really excited about him. Um, and there's a kid out of uh, East Valley High School in Spokane, Roderick Fisher, um, who's right. got an interesting background, but he's uh, um, hmm. an Army All-American. And so uh, hopefully, uh, yeah, he's a big kid too. I think he's 6'2", 200 pounds and a hmm. uh, four-star guy. And then you get a, a, a pro-style quarterback who's 6'4", and 200, uh, hmm. Cam Cooper. And, and Trent Dilfer said uh, incredible things about him at the Elite 11 quarterback camp. So uh, lefty, but um, but I I also look at the defensive line too. Uh, we had not gotten a uh, uh, a, de- a, a traditional defensive tackle in the last class, and so we got two in this one, and uh, and hopefully they're they're going to be big time performers for us. Uh, so that's that's kind of what I'm excited about. Absolutely. Now all year long you were talking about how you thought Hercules might stay, but he left. Thoughts on him leaving for the NFL? Hey, he's doing what uh, what he feels is best for him, and I mean, obviously his production on the field was uh, was unmatched, and um, you know, just in the raw stats number, raw statistical numbers, and he was seeing double and triple teams all year. So hopefully you see somebody else step up in his spot. But uh, hey, man, if he's going to be in the NFL and he's a he's a top three round pick, um, tough to tough to say no to that. Absolutely. Good, good, good luck to him. I'll root for him for sure. Um, now, what can WSU take away from this game and build on it for, the, for next year? Well, hopefully, it, uh, I think it's been the case for every Apple Cup the last five years and in the last couple bowl games is, you know, you really need to – it's it's the, the separation by preparation. It just seemed like we haven't been as prepared as we needed to be for these big games. And so um, I, I would say the big takeaway is uh, get ready for – for the first game next season and, and don't let up. I mean, you have 12 opportunities uh, in the regular season to prove yourself to, to make it to a really great bowl game or the Pac-12 championship game. So you can't take any of those lightly, uh, especially the FCS opponents. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, you, you got to prepare. You, you have to, uh, you have to put in the time and effort, uh, not just in the weight room, but in the film room and uh, come to come to play every week. Absolutely. What are your overall thoughts on the game overall? Just your overall final thoughts in that game. From just from the uh, Michigan State game. Yeah, yeah. I just you you wanted to see a little more competition. You wanted to see a, a tight game in the fourth quarter, uh, or you know, put, putting more points up than seventeen and and having the defense uh, allow less than forty two. I mean, it's that's just kind of what it comes down to. Is you you're a little disappointed and a little sour with the way the year ended, but. Like I say, you know, history is going to show a nine-win season, and and for WSU football, where it's been the last uh, ten to fifteen years, I think that's um, that's it's pretty uh, pretty okay. Right, and also your thoughts on the Apple Cup as well, as well. Just a, it was just a, a gross game, man. I mean, I, I mean, just uh, from a from a watchable yeah. from a watchable right. standpoint, I'm sure there were lots of Husky fans that were just like, "Oh, this game isn't very fun to watch." I mean, there were some some really yeah. good really good plays, and Gaskin obviously was a monster. But yeah. I mean, Browning didn't throw it all exceptionally well. There wasn't a lot right. of uh, receiver play, um, but they just dominated the line of scrimmage, and um, yeah. it was a little clunky. But UW just uh, absolutely dominated. So. Absolutely, as they should. Um, now, <laughs> as they should. Now, um, I talked about it earlier, but your thoughts on the Pac-12 going one and seven in the uh, in the bowls this season? That was really tough to see. You know, I I don't usually root for for a, a conference to to do that well, but when you're 
um, when your team is one of the teams that gets absolutely curb stomped by uh, by a, a division that's uh, that you're competing against, it's it's always mm-hmm. tough, and you don't like to hear that the Pac-12 is weak, and it kind of diminishes uh, what what uh, season wise they they did from a wins perspective. And, and of course, Utah is the only one that, that won anything. And fortunately for them, otherwise we would have been absolutely embarrassed if, but you know, we went Oh, and eight, that would have have been terrible. Absolutely. Um, Now without leaving the program, do you think the deal will take a step back this next season? It'll be interesting. I think uh, bringing in Tracy Clays, the former head coach at at Minnesota um, who beat, beat WSU in that bowl, in that holiday bowl two years ago, I think that's actually probably the best hire we could have gotten uh, at that position. Unless you're going to go with another really young guy that, that you can hope that he pulls the same kind of um, uh, level of enthusiasm that Grinch did. I think he's, uh, he's probably the the top guy that we could have gotten. And uh, his resume speaks for itself. Jeff Phelps, our D line coach was uh, coached under him and he's excited uh, about it. So I, I, I hope that they don't take a step back. They've got the guys in place. <clears throat> Hopefully they get uh, another year out of Peyton Pelour. Hopefully he gets his medical red shirt, which they've Leach said they've got a good chance for. Uh, I'd be really, really surprised if he didn't get that. But, um, yeah. you know, we've, we've got a little bit more depth coming back, uh, lose a couple guys, but hopefully uh, everybody picks up the slack and, and keeps progressing moving forward. Yeah. So I was going to ask you next actually was uh, what was our, our leaving with who are coming? Who are, who are going to step up for next year? Well, I a guy I've been talking about all year, Nandi Aguayo. <clears throat> he uh, he seems to be the next in line to be uh, the the Hercules Mata off a difference maker, um, mm. and hopefully okay. uh, he can kind of step up. It'll be interesting to see at the at the D tackle position because uh, Dan uh, Daniel Equale, um he's uh, he's graduating as well, so. Defensive line wise, I think we're going to be a little bit more thin, um, but it just kind of depends on on guys that are either redshirting this year or uh, you know transferring in. Um, we'll we'll kind of see what that all looks like. Uh, but linebacker wise, I, I do love what we have, um, and uh, and and defensive back wise, I, I think we're going to actually be even better uh, than we have been in the past. And even though we, we lose one of our safeties and our, and one of our corners, uh, I think uh, we've got enough depth behind them to, to really push for, for being better in the secondary. How about Hunter? How's that looking? Uh, you know, um, I'm available. I, I think I have a, <laughs> I think I have a year of eligibility left. Maybe, um, I've, <laughs> even though I've gone through five years at WSU, I think I still have something in the tank. Um, yeah. No, I shoot, man. I, we didn't uh, we didn't have a, a specialist um, at least uh, get a scholarship offer uh, mm-hmm. this uh, these these last couple of years. So any it, all bets are off. I, I don't I honestly don't know what to expect out of that position. Well, good luck to you. <laughs> you know what? Hey, if you keep getting first downs, you don't have to punt. So I think the goal is to just get a really good offense and never have to punt. That's that's always the key, the goal. Yeah. Um, in closing, how would you sum up the Cougar season, and also what does the future future hold for the Cougars? I'm probably one of the more optimistic people uh, when it comes to WSU sports, uh, whether it's basketball or football. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm still happy with the season. Obviously, it would have been nice to to win the last two, um, but. Uh, we are where we are. And I, I just keep thinking back to when I was a student and um, my senior, actually uh, the year after I graduated going into to UW and, 
and uh, winning for, for Bill Doba's final game. And, and uh, I think where the program went to after that under, under Wolf, whether that was Wolf's fault or, you know, the administration, what, whatever happened, it just didn't quite, quite pan out. So I think Leach has had the most difficult rebuild in the, in, in the country uh, mm-hmm. just seeing a nine and 40 record uh, for the, for the four seasons he was uh, before he was there. Um, I, I think that was easily the most difficult rebuild job. So he's got his guys in there now and we've, we've seen uh, eight wins now, nine wins. Hopefully we, we keep the trajectory going forward. Uh, obviously replacing uh, a couple stud running backs, uh, a stud quarterback, left guard, right tackle. I mean, there's, there's so many guys that we're replacing, but, you yeah. you just hope that recruiting wise you've been able to kind of backfill those positions and uh and, and teach them the right way to do it. And hopefully those guys want to work their butts off too to see that they can get to the same level that those guys in front of them were. Yeah, I have two more things to ask you. But uh, what was your favorite mo- moment of the year overall? I think that uh, that USC victory um, yeah. was was pretty spectacular, and uh, um, I'll I'll always remember that just because they. Um, were down, then they came back, and then they went ahead, and mm-hmm. and then held them off at the end. I mean that uh, that sack fumble um, at the end of the game was uh, uh, was was kind of a turning point. And you know when you start off six and zero, I think the the sky is the limit. And uh, mm-hmm. um, you know Jihad Woods, I, I think was probably my most surprising player. Um, mm-hmm. That for for me, just his speed and his contact was uh, was pretty outstanding. Now. Um... Do you think Mike Leach is, has, is untouchable, or do you think he is vulnerable for firing if he doesn't do well next year? No, I, no, he, he won't be fired. I think the only way that he, he, uh, he is not at WSU anymore is if he takes another position. Um, I mean, they, they pay him $4 million a year to, yeah. uh, to be the coach here. And, and I mean, he's kind of got, I, I think I said at the beginning of the season, he's kind of got carte blanche. Like he can do pretty much anything in Pullman. And I mean, like the, the, uh, the folks who write for the newspapers and, and report and, and do all that kind of stuff. He, he's got a pretty darn easy in Pullman and they've kind of made a, a really um, a good market for themselves in terms of cutting up their footage to show them talking about marriage, you know, <laughs> how to handle marriage and how to uh, yeah. do all these things. And so he's, he's kind of a social media darling out here. Yeah. And, and so, yeah. you know, you just want the, the, the on-field product to match what he's able to do personality-wise off it. And he blows the blows the soup in that presser with uh, <laughs> Tony. Jeez. That that uh, that coffee must have been. Or the coffee, the, yeah, yeah, that yeah. coffee must have been lava hot. But uh, <laughs> but I mean that that those are like the kind of things that he doesn't even realize that he's doing until yeah. somebody catches it, and it's like, oh, look at that cute little puppy. You know, you just like, right? You, you just you think that, oh gosh, poor, you know, that that guy is there's something to him. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, uh, thanks for your time time this year over the few months here. I appreciate it, Oz. No, it's been it's been a it's been a fun ride all year, and um, yeah. you know it's you, you've kind of watched more WSU football this year than I'm sure you've watched, uh, yeah, in your entire life. And and hopefully, yeah. just a, you know, you're a little bit more of a Coug fan than you were before <laughs> this all started. <laughs> Let's not get carried away here. Well, you know, I, I am going to get carried away because uh, we, we went, them. we went, you know what? And uh, here's here's the thing for Ozzy's listeners: uh, we went to five guys, and he confessed that uh, that he he was a WSU fan. So. Oh, I did not say that <laughs> at all. That is Henry, that's, 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 that's remark. Yeah. <laughs> 100% we'll, we'll, not we'll, true. We'll scratch that from the record. Yeah. 
yeah, off the record. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, well, as I said, I think coming on this year and we'll talk to you in the summertime. All right, brother. We'll talk to you later. All right. See ya. Bye.